Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Conan. What up? Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding this excess weeds. <laughs> Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and use the free shipping code K100. So you want to know about Manscaped? Because this is one of our favorite products we've been promoting for a long time. Whether you're brand new or already with us at Manscaped, you use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, a Platinum Package 4.0. It's a great product. With this glorious package, you can line your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package Plus, Some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to platinum level. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer, that's my favorite product, and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof, so you can keep scaping even as the weather's changing as you use the shower. In addition to shaving, you can completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. And don't forget to apply their aluminum-free Ultra Premium Deodorant And don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice, it's a cologne-quality fragrance to make it smell good. But we shouldn't save a signature scent for our pits. Use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to make sure your go-to smell is top shelf and not sweaty balls. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts of their Platinum Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers, which are fantastic, they're like silky smooth, and the Shed Travel Bag. It's an awesome travel bag. You can put in like whatever you travel, put everything in there. Works great. And both are specially made to hold your goodies. Get the Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. I love the run. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% for free shipping with the code K100. That's 20% off.com with free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com when you use code K100. Manscaped. Clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. 
You know, we can't put over this product enough. All three of us use it. It's our best-selling product. The thing's incredible. I mean, they, they market it just for your nether regions, but you can use it for your face, under your arms, on your head, on your chest. Everybody shaves except German women, nothing. So women can use it too. Uh, the deodorant is great. The leather back is, is the and bro, we're not just trying to hawk this. We use this. This thing is excellent. You know, it's aerodynamic shape. It's got a light on in case you shaving in the dark. It's waterproof. The their briefs, without a doubt, are the most comfortable I've ever worn, and they come free. They've got a nose clipper, hair clipper. I mean, they bring everything, bro. I mean, if you want to stay groomed, stay clean for your significant other. Check out Manscaped. Boom. Uh, next is from Michael Jordan. Uh, subject is boom, boom, boom. Hey, guys. Big fan of this podcast. I wish your Conan talk about how big of a hip-hop head he is, but I've never heard his thoughts on Griselda and, more specifically, West Side Gun. Curious if he's a fan. The samples that were used in the songs got me interested in hearing Disco's opinion on modern-day wrestling. LOL, I mean Nash, Angle, Conan, etc. West Side Gun was finally featured on AW a couple weeks ago, but he also recently had to take his music off streaming due to a WWE lawsuit. Are you a fan of his music, and what are your thoughts on the use of those samples? I doubt I'm the only one returning fan due to his music. Disco and Joe, please refrain to really carry your thoughts on this, and to be fair, I appreciate most of DI's takes. I don't, I don't care to answer this either, because I don't know who West Side Gun is or Griselda. Well, Griselda, I think, is a record company that, that West Side Gun works for. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I listen to all that shit, bro. I, I, I'm a big hip hop head, always have been since the beginning to now. And I just like how it evolved, devolved, whatever you want to call it. And I always like hearing new formats and what the new artists are thinking and talking about. Because uh, it also helps me understand the audience that I'm trying to connect with. And it also helps me understand the young people that I'm working with. You know, these motherfuckers, they don't. You know what I'm saying? They don't know the people that I grew up with. They know the people they're growing up with. So I need to understand those people, too. Two, two things I'm sure Disco won't care at all about. But uh, Conan, did you know West Side Gun had a beef with WWE about one of his songs and they took it down due to copyright? No. So, I mean, that kind of, hey, he showed up for AEW. That kind of makes sense. I never knew about that. Plus, he's starting to- I just don't think, here's my problem, whether it's West Side Gun or, I mean, they did something with Action Bronson because he wrestled, but. You know, Jermaine Dupree, and they're just like wasted moments. Like, yeah, why like, are they even out there? Like, a, like not, a cameo. They're like, not hey. going to do an angle. If they're not going to do something, bro, it's just useless. It's almost like when they take out these fucking entourages who just stand there. They don't even work the crowd. Well, if you're going to be out there, work the fucking crowd, please. You know, there's so many unqualified people in our business, but they don't know. They don't know what they're doing, a lot of them, you know, and it's you're like, fuck, bro, this could be so much better. Right. But anyways. Yeah, the other Next thing was he's, he started a promotion called Fourth Rope in August. I don't know if you saw that, if you followed that. Who? West Side Gun. No, I didn't. And he signed notice. Parker Boudreau. Who? Oh, that guy, he was the next looked, Brock Lesnar. He looked like Lesnar, and he was in NXT. Isn't yeah. he in AEW? He's in AEW, yeah. But he signed him? That's what it says here, yeah. Next so, is from Johnny Cat. Look, I don't care about any of this. I know. (laughs) Next is from Johnny Cash on the subject is midterm elections. Hey, fellas, we are two weeks away from the midterms. U.S. Senate races in Georgia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania are all toss-ups. Disco, who are you voting for in Nevada? Do you have any thoughts on the Raphael Warnock-Kershaw Walker race in Georgia? Joe, what are your thoughts on the John Fetterman-Dr. Oz race in Pennsylvania? And it's pretty alarming that the Dems are running a guy who can't even complete a sentence. 
Also, Conan, I know Gavin Newsom isn't worth him for anything, but please let me know if you have any thoughts. And that's from Johnny Castro. Christ. Um, uh, yes, I think, I, think incorrect, the, Johnny. I think the Republicans are going to take the House for sure. And they got a decent – they're getting a far better shot. There was a 70 percent chance two weeks ago that uh, according to 538, that's the, uh, the, the numbers site, whatever, like you know, there's a lot of point, Nate Silver. But uh, it's down to like 59 percent in the Senate. And, and bro, all the, there's so many bad candidates on both sides yeah, it's in horrible. These, these elections. Terrible. Like, like Raphael Warnock against Herschel Walker is a terrible race. Uh, Fetterman and Dr. Oz is terrible. Uh, how would, how could right. you even follow Herschel after he's been hung to drive? Because the guys he's running against has got a prob- problematic past, too. Yeah. Both of these guys have checkered pasts. Hmm. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, he can sit there saying, like, you yeah, know, but Herschel comes off right. worse. What's Herschel's yeah. checkered past? What is it? Stuff, stuff to do with his kids or something? Stuff or anything, you know, yeah. yeah, he's, you know. I don't know much yeah. about Plus that. His, kid, his kid's gay, but he's like a political activist. Mm-hmm. And his kid came out and kind of buried him. Yeah. yeah. Out of the blue. Out of the blue. All these guys are having Not problems, kind of yeah. buried him. He totally buried him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything he about said that. You have, he, you're talking about family values. You have four different kids with four different women, right. and you don't visit any of them, including me, motherfucker. You know, like, he went off on him. And... Uh, and then he made this check to this late. He says that he's against abortion, but there's this check that he sent this girl to get an abortion and a get well card, sure. you know? And he says, oh, I sent money to, you know how they do. Yeah. They, they, they get right. together with their team. They come up with a good lie. And then they come out a few days later. Oh, well, I give money to a lot of people. You know, I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Right. See, it could have been for anything. I don't know what it was for. What, what, why would you send her get well card, dude? You know, so all these little fucking things. Why do you have a police badge? You know, you're, you know, uh, he had this police badge. He had beat up his wife. Like they're hanging him out to dry. Right. And the other guy, obviously, like he says, uh, Disco, he has a checkered past himself. Yeah, he tried to run over his wife with his car. With his, <laughs> right. His, his car. Like, right. Like, all these. There's so many candidates that are just. That's the hot, same hot thing with uh, Fetterman. And there's a lot of stories yeah. about him. But the one is that he chased down a black guy with a gun. His yeah. gun that he thought was a robber. It was just a guy jogging or something. And right. They, and they turn yeah, it into he, this he whole held, other story. Gun, yeah. He held a black guy at gunpoint because he thought the black guy was a guy that was like like fleeing a crime. Or right. And like then, that, so. but then my question is, and I really don't give a fuck because I hate, as you know, all politicians. They, I trust none of them. They're all in cahoots and they're not there to help us. But, um, uh, bro, really, Oz, what qualifications does this motherfucker have to be anything? You know, it's just like, let's throw anybody out there. Right, right. Let's throw anybody that's popular. It's a popularity contest, you know. Yeah, but have you seen Fetterman on TV, Conan? Yeah, he had a stroke, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had a stroke. He's he's like, no, no, I'm not talking like there's there's things where it's like, man, he he, he lived with his parents through his 40 and didn't have a job. It's like, well, how does he have any? Yeah, Yeah, I don't like any politician. Yeah, no, I know. It's not like I'm picking Fetterman. I could give a fuck. Well, bro, this is what it comes down to. Go vote for whoever you want to vote for. But but let me tell you, but but this is my my little thing that I do want to say. I hate and distrust all politicians. Because to me, it's turned into like a popularity race. And, and, then, and then it's just ways to figure on how to raise money, hide it, establish a persona, and get reelected. That's all it is, bro. They don't give a fuck about the people. No. So right. I could Never. give a fuck who it is. And let me just say one thing, Castro. Uh, Gavin Newsom is running for something. He's running for governor. No, not this. No, not, not this. I just saw his debate with that okay. Senator Daly guy on Sunday. 
with Gavin Newsom? Yeah. Are you sure? I thought, I thought uh, Gavin Newsom. I don't think his seat is up for election this 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 year. I just saw him in a debate. There was a, it says yeah, Sunday. there was a debate between Newsom and Daly Dolly, whatever this guy's name is. Let me look yeah. here. Hang on. Well, well, it doesn't matter. Gavin Newsom's like a, a prohibitive favorite to win. He's got no. The other guy, if he's running, he, he's going to win. The other guy's no chance. Right. I thought he just ran against Michael Schellenberger. Oh, that's right. He did run the the primary. Yeah, yeah he's, run for he's, no, no, he's, he's up like, for election in Gavin November. Gavin Newsom's got like a ninety. I think he's like ninety. Let, let me see what the numbers are here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, uh, it was a foregone conclusion he's going to win. So that, that's why I think, didn't think he was running. And he says that if he's reelected, um, he'll serve the full term. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Let, me, let me look at here. This is I'm looking at five thirty eight governors. Gavin Newsom is a uh, he has a no, ninety nine percent chance to win. <laughs> <laughs> Ninety nine percent to one percent for the other guy. So it's like you know, yeah. of course. So next is from um, Forrester Grillo, and the subject is Flair's comments. Rick Flair was on his shows a few days ago, and he said the Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair match at WrestleMania is on the same level as The Rock versus Stone Cold. Now, obviously, he has to say that because that's his daughter. But what am I writing to ask all three of you guys? Is isn't that matchup kind of boring? I mean, match quality wise, those two ladies would tear the house and work a really great match. But at the same time. Isn't the idea of, idea of Flair being in the title scene once again staler than stale? For me personally, I would love to see Rhea Ripley versus Belair at Mania. One is mega heel heat. The other is a beloved baby face. Um, both can wrestle, and I don't think that matchup has ever happened before. What do you guys think? And if I had my way, the matchup that I would book for Flair at Mania, if possible, would be Charlotte and Andrade versus Becky and Seth. I think that Flair has been in the title scene way too much. Um, okay, Forrester. Yeah. How long was Ric Flair in the title scene? 15 years and then, and, then, years. and then more after that, yeah. I mean, come on. For, for Charlotte's in the title scene still because she's an excellent performer. And until somebody can knock her off her, knock her out of that spot, she will continually, constantly fight for the title because she's better than most of these girls. What, what do you think of that, Cody? I don't know. I agree with both of you guys. I, I think I was saturated from too much flair. Like, there came a point where I was like, enough already. Saying, if you don't go to away, people can't miss you. So... I'm okay with her being away. Why is she away anyway? Is she injured? Uh, I think. I don't know. Charlotte? Yeah. yeah. Look that up, Joe. I am. Next is from Joey Vintage, and the subject is Disco Fever. What's up, Keeping 100? I've caught myself growing to the show mainly because the man that should have been champion beaten Goldberg. Disco Inferno. Not so much the mid-Carter Conan. But anyways, I just heard that part about MGF and William Regal, and I heard you guys saying MGF should have hit William Regal. But y'all didn't, didn't even watch the full segment? The whole point was about MGF taking shortcuts and never manning up. The reason he's cashing the chip ahead of time and manning up not being a weasel, which is pretty cool. Now, not an MGF mark. I love his mic work, but his wrestling is as basic as Conan on a Thursday night. Jesus. Plus, I only mark for disco. Brick Boy out. Boom. P.S. Don't let Conan suspend me for this, D.I. Conan, do you want to suspend this guy? 1,000%. All right. That's You're it. suspended for a week. Brick Boy. Um, and let me just throw this little thing at you, because no need to go out of your way to throw shade and try to be funny, you simp. Uh, and yeah, no, we just watched half the fucking show and a pined on it. Of course, we watched the whole thing. I just don't think it's cool. Either you're a heel or you aren't. Not just like, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and if he's going to be a heel, he should have knocked the shit out of fucking Regal. Why, I mean, all of a went, sudden, it was like a super long segment that ended kind of flat. That's, that's right. the point we were trying to make. Yeah. You know, either you're a heel or you're not a heel. It's like you. You're, you're either an idiot, which you are, or you're not, which has just been established. So suspend this fucking in-transition bum, uh, Joe. Boom. I like when you call Rick Boy. I like when you call listeners simps, too, by the way. Yes. 
It's excellent. So anyway, Charlotte, um, from what I read, has just been taking t- They gave her time off after her wedding. So she's been off since May, and uh, WWE or Andrade actually said she has time she, off. Yeah, but Andrade says she August, September, five months. Andrade says That's she's she's time. out for personal reasons that she'll specify when she returns or something like that. So, but it's supposed to be soon. Conan, what up? I get it. You want to raise your testosterone, but do any of these boosters actually work? To tell you the truth, Disco, I don't know. I only use Legacy subs, and the, and let me tell you this: this is empirical shit. I went to get my testosterone testosterone levels done before I was using legacy subs and there was very low and then afterwards it did increase so it does work. Yeah, test X9 works. And don't just take legacy subs word for it. They show you how with links to independent studies on every single one of the nine key ingredients. No bull, no bro science, just facts. Text X9 is an NSF certified third party lab tested made in the USA. Level up your strength, energy, libido and drive now with Test X9 from Legacy Sports Nutrition. If you want to really level up, Go for the ultimate test deck, adding T-Assist, a pro-grade estrogen inhibitor and test enhancer, and the best-selling sleep aid, Recovery PM, that show's favorite, and see why improving your sleep is the key to unlocking your mental and physical potential. Guys, did you know that the majority of testosterone release occurs while you sleep? That's why we put this stuff together and why it really works. Stop setting for average, go to LegacySubs.com and use the code K100 for 10% off your entire order. And if you subscribe to have it shipped every 30 days, you can still get the discount every single time. It's brought to you by three-time world champion Nick Aldis and 10-time world champion Mickey James who develop and use these products themselves. L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. Level up with Legacy and the code is K100. And let me tell you, we've, we've been doing business with Nick for a while now. Uh, this is one of our most um, requested items. Uh, people always buy all his supplements because they work. Or if not, he would have left our show a long time ago. We use them and they work. And it's not just this testosterone. They've got stuff for your memory, for your energy, for sleeping. Go check them out at Legacy Subs. Boom. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, next is from Hank Beanie. The subject is, subject is death of Rick Rude. 
Hey guys, I ran across this video of Kurt Henning backstage shortly after Rick Rude's death. The interviewer asks Henning about Rude's death and Henning breaks character and gets emotional. Kurt calls out some people living in the Atlanta area for not attending Rick's funeral. Um, Eric Bischoff said the family kicked him out of Rick Rude's funeral. What do you think Kurt was talking about and how was the locker room after Rude's death? Do you, want to, you. Do you want to watch this? It's short, right? Yeah. Uh, if I can bring it down for just a second, we just have a little bit of time. Condolences to the loss of a very good friend of yours and ours, Rick Rude. How did you find out about it? What's the last couple of weeks been like for you and, and your relationship with the family? Well, I don't believe that's anybody's business. You know what really burns my ass are the people that live in that Atlanta area? The people that Rick Rude made a lot of money for, the people that knew Rick Rude that didn't show up to his funeral. The stuff like that, you know what? It's building up something for us. It's a frustration that only I can control. I'm telling you right now, uh, wrestling lost one of its greatest athletes and uh, one of its best money makers, and, um, and I lost my best friend. And uh, okay. we'll see what happens. The next couple weeks, you're going to see a new Kurt Henning because I think this uh, should be a wake-up call for a lot of people, and I think it, uh, it certainly was one for me. And uh, my condolences to his family and his wife, and uh, Rick knows the way I felt about him, and uh, what else can be said? Talk about the great equalizer and how everything so seems so less important in the light of something like this. And uh, and uh, you know our best wishes are with you. Just let me tell you this: next time you want to do an interview with me, you come and ask me first. <laughs> Kurt. All right. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the locker room was kind of bummed a little bit, you know, when when he died. So, but I, it wasn't really. I don't know, because he he wasn't like an in-ring performer back then. He was just doing the the manager. He was the manager out there for the NWO and stuff. So I, I, I don't know. It's like you know. Plus, you've said he mostly hung out with Kurt and Bossman and those right, his boys right, from yeah. Norton, whatever. Yes. Yeah, so. right, next on Roy Lucier and the subject is El Dandy and WCW. Hey Conan, I hope you and the rest of the crew as well. I'd rather go to the source and ask this instead of online rumors. Back in '96, and you brought all the Lucha guys over. All of them were with you originally in AAA, with one exception, El Dandy, who's a female elder in this era until May of 1997. When he left that company and all of a sudden started appearing in both promo as tech and WCW, can you comment on how he was the lone exception as a CMLO guy who left there to come to WCW? That's a Roy Lucio. Hmm. Well, actually, Liz Mark Jr. and Silver King were also on CMLL, and technically so was Norman Smiley. But anyways. Right, let's, 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 let's suspend this guy from, from misinformation. Can't suspend Roy. Why not? Because everybody loves Roy. Yeah, he just got sus- he just. Uh, he just got a suspension. Oh, wow. Uh, and, Disinformation. Right. And here's the other thing. And they all knew the reason that they all left is they all knew this was a great opportunity. And back then, nobody had contracts. So it was easy for me to, you know, get them to leave CMLL to come to Promo Azteca and WCW. Next is from Aaron Campos. And the subject is EM. It's got tons of CMLL questions this week. EMLL to CMLL. Hey, guys. It's Aaron from Mexico. I have one question to Conan. I know EMLL changed their name to CMLL due to have a foreigner champion. But why do they have to change the name? Why did EMLL just put the title belt on a foreigner? And Beata does in the iPhone. Because, the, as I said before, back then, uh, you, if you were a foreigner, you could not hold the CMLL title. They were just for Mexicans. And believe it or not, at that time, me and Vampiro were so popular that they said, we've got to make some belts and put it on them. I, that, I'm sure that was part of the, 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 that wasn't the whole reason, but that was part of the reason that was given to me. And so they came up with CMLL, so they'd have a reason to give a, uh, uh, what do you call this? A championship to me and Vampiro, because we were foreigners. Hell of a deal. Next is from, um, 
Joseph, uh, Joseph Greco, and the subject is injury prone. Hey, guys, Joe from Wisconsin here. In light of the blockbuster trade the 49ers made for Christian McCaffrey, first thing that comes to mind for me is his recent past with injuries. 49ers, a team right now, are depleted with injuries, and they're adding a guy that seems to be injury prone. My question for you guys is, do you believe in someone being injury prone? Do you believe some athletes or wrestlers, et cetera, are just more likely to get injured than others? Is it in the DNA, or is it the method of training, how they take care of themselves? Father, do any wrestlers come to mind when you think of the term injury prone? Thanks, guys. Um, <clears throat> Nash was injury prone, but he was like, bro, the guy had like 13 surgeries. Yeah, he on was knees. injured before he even got into the business. Right, before he got into the business. So he, he tried to manage you know, around that. But uh, other guys, not really. We, we worked, I, I imagine a lot of guys are injury prone today compared to back when we wrestled because we didn't really do a lot of the crazy stuff the guys do today. Hunter um, Plus, back a lot. then, nobody would take any days off. You just worked injured. Right. So you didn't even know when that guy was hurt. Right. There's a diff- different diff- different, definition of injury back then. Um, and, yeah, some guys are more injured. The, bro, the, Watts, the Watt brothers are injury prone. TJ Watt and, and you know, what, JJ Watt. You know, they're, they're always getting hurt. So, I, I don't know. This guy's, you, when you hurt a certain part of your body, like your ligaments and stuff and everything, I kind of get the feeling that they don't actually – you know, I think they come back too quickly. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that, too. Um, but, yeah, there are – I do believe in injury-prone athletes. But guys that, like, break their bones and stuff and thing, that's not – that's that's fluky stuff. But ligament, you know, joint-type stuff and everything, that that's definitely, you know, manageable. And the guys that don't manage it very well are constantly getting hurt. Like like the hamstring injuries. Guys are, there's guys, guys are constantly getting hamstring injuries is this thing, you know? Well, that's why I said Hunter because not only did he shred his knee back in the day, but he had two different quad tears and two different legs, right. you know? So. Next is some Eddie Duarte. This up to CM, CM Punk WWE. Oh, God. Good afternoon, guys. This is Eddie from Austin, Texas. I have a question regarding CM, CM Punk's return to WWE. As all reports indicate, apparently there is a going to be a buyout of Punk's contract. By the way, that was first reported by Billy like a month ago in this, and all these uh, dirty guys are reporting it this past week. It's like it's a new story. So, so we do – for a lot of people that hate on Billy, he, he does have a lot of credible information way before other people do. So, uh, The apparent holdup is a non-compete clause. I think is why is this an issue? A couple of months ago, Punk gave that one promo about the grass being green on the other side, so it leads me to believe that he wouldn't return to WWE. With the same belief, if, that, if that's a holdup and seeing as Punk is not agreeing to the no-compete clause – uh, then do you think there's a chance that he does does want to go back? And as a fan, I hope he does because as someone else put it on a podcast, the last image we're going to have of CM Punk is him pissed off eating muffins. <laughs> what is your opinion? Uh, we talked about this. Billy Billy talked about this a long time ago. That that there was that that the Fox people had brought Punk into that Fox show to try to integrate him back into the product, so they would eventually bring him back and put him on the show. And I guess there were talks that they had like talked like that like you know with the fox people but then they basically just said you know we we don't want him around right because of his toxic behavior so the next thing you know he didn't he didn't get hired by them he was gone for a little bit after, after that show the next thing you know tony khan hires him and look what happens toxic punk yeah but maybe you know, there, maybe there just, could be a difference now because they'll see him as no, hot coming off that no, maybe hunter no, the different no, regime no no you think no, he's never no, going to no, go back no, you no. can't ever say that no no you think he's never going to go back? He's never going. Back. All right, never going back. <laughs> I'm 100%. just saying, never say never. Okay, they're not, Joe. You got to use some common sense. I, okay? I, common sense has the nothing guy, to do with it. I never thought he'd return no, to begin with. There's literally that locker room right now. Conan, what's the locker room like at WWE? Harmonious, right? Well, who's the last guy you'd want to bring into a, to a, a locker room that's got good chemistry right now? <laughs> that's a good point. They're not going to bring him back. They don't need him. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they brought him into AEW. He didn't do anything for the numbers. 
or, or the, the, the well, he did TV do for ratings. the numbers. <clears throat> you know, yeah, they had not their for the biggest pay per view. They didn't. They didn't have like a. But they didn't. They never got back to their first show. Well, what if the Saudis? Well, that's wanted? hard to do, bro. The Saudis seem well, to call. How is that hard? Why is it hard to do? Well, because you can only debut CM Punk so many times. I mean, there was yeah, well, uh, was a seven years in the making type uh, rating. Yeah. For what he makes, five million dollars. Forget it. They're not bringing him back. Uh, next is some Andrew. I think Sean. I would like to say this though. I think that. A couple of things we have to look at. If they were to bring CM Punk in, it would be a major, major coup, mm-hmm. right? And it's and it's a way to WWE and Punk to tell AEW fuck you, okay? But from what we're hearing, he has a no compete, so that's not going to happen because Tony's <clears> not going to be in. Imba- you know, you can tell he doesn't. He's he always he's not going to be embarrassed like that. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to let him go. And uh, uh, without that no compete being uh enforced um but the other thing i also think disco that we have to look at he left under the worst terms possible and i think what he did in AEW just solidified all the people that didn't want him in there by saying look at what he did over there you know it wasn't just over here and you want to bring that back here you know what i'm saying bro you're missing nothing too He's already. What did he have? Like, how many matches did he have? Joe, look at how many matches he's had. He's like, well, what are we talking about? Ten, twelve or something. What do we say? It was like four hundred thousand dollars a match, twenty something matches, whatever. And he's already been hurt and missed time twice. twice. Yeah. There's no, he's, he's, he's a, there's no way they're going to pay him the type of money that he want to bring him back, and they don't want him back. I don't even think this is. It's not even a discussion. He's never going back to WWE. Okay. Uh, the next one is from twenty-one matches. Dale M. Fortunio, and the subject is mistaken TV. Hey, gang, quick hitter here. Why is everyone confusing work rate with match length? Work rate is diminishing when everyone has horrible dueling forearm spots. P.S. Who is hotter in person, Tori Wilson or Major Guns? Mm. <clears throat> um, well, people confuse work rate with, with match length. I, I don't know. This is, bro, the, people that, you don't even really hear anybody in the wrestling business talk about work rate. That's like a smart mark term of like, you know, hey, we, we know his work rate is like, you know, like, that's, you know. We don't talk about work rate, you know. Um, and I think Tori Willis is hotter than Major Gun. Any other question? Any other comment there? Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, next is from Andrew Shum, and the subject is Tony Khan. I did it. I solved Tony Khan's booking. I'm a big fan of FTR. I was wondering why I haven't seen them in a while, so I looked it up. Turns out they're in New Japan. Dude, I realized in that moment that's exactly what AEW wants us to do. Tony doesn't have the worldwide marketing tools like WWE, so maybe he thinks having his stars have programs in other countries will slowly build up more interest in AEW around the world. But anyways, my question is, who do you think has the best defense this year in the <laughs> NFL? And yeah, I was thinking the Dallas Cowboys too. Um, well, let me first let me just say this. Uh, it would have been nice if you let people know that your guys are in New Japan. I mean, but obviously nobody knew that. Go ahead with the – who do you think the best defense is? Buffalo. All right. They're like the best offense and the best defense, so. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, Buffalo, yeah. I, I'm going to give you three. Buffalo, Philly, and Dallas. Right. They're all three good. Um, next one's from Sean Burgess, and the subject is apologizing on Twitter. Gents, hope all is well. I don't really watch much of the AW product. However, saw the spot recently where Moxley knocked out Paige. Sadly, rather than remembering that it's supposed to be an episodic TV show, Moxley took to Twitter to send his well wishes to Paige after the incident. Why wouldn't he give him a call to say that rather than pander the IWC and then use the accent or whatever it was to, to work or shoot? Wouldn't the best thing have been for Moxley come to the ring of the next show and say that's what happens when you F with him? What do you think? I know it's a hard topic because Paige was legit injured, but did AW miss an opportunity here to establish Moxley's a badass and give Paige an opportunity for redemption on his return? Keep on keeping it 100, guys, and that's Sean from the UK. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, you know, 
I would agree. Why, Seattle, why are you thanking yet. him? Why are you telling? Why are you telling him anything on Twitter? Send, right. Send that motherfucker a text message and keep the shit work going on Twitter. Hey, that's what happens when you mess with me. I, I would agree with this guy. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Next is from Brendan Triano, and the subject is CM Punk, WWE, and Saudi. Hey, fellas, it's the mayor. As your elected Ooh. official, the mayor. Who? Brendan Triano, the yeah, mayor. I have no clue. As, as your elected official, I have to ask. If CM Punk is able to go to WWE, what do you think he will take a Saudi show payday to work a short-term program? He would essentially get the money he got for a year in AEW for just one show, roughly, it's my assumption. If he came back and did a reality-based story with Triple H and someone like Cody, I feel there would be big money and just an in-and-out for Punk to ease back into WWE. How possible is this? P.S. Word up, the block is the, the, word up, the block is Joe makes Saudi money making Alex Abrahantis gloves for him. Hmm. Oh, my God. What a terrible joke. We're going to suspend Brendan Triano, the mayor, from the mailbag for a week. Um, I mean, if the Saudis, you know what, this would be the only way Punk would go back, is if the Saudis were going to pay WWE and Punk a ton of money to bring him over there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that would be the only one show, that, you know, I, I don't know. But he's been so against the WWE-Saudi deal that he'd be a major hypocrite yeah, but, to but, do that. But Punk's a... Punk's a virtue signaler guy too. I doubt he would even go over. That's what there. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you know, he'd be the type of guy. Oh, I'm not going to take in their blood money. You know, right? Like, whatever. Uh, not after he gets bought Andrew out, you won't need it. Next is from Andrew Shaw, and the subject is Tony Khan. Yo, Conan, this question is for you. You ever heard Tony Khan mention his future plans for AW the next few years? If you have, please tell us. If you haven't, tell us what you what you would do for AW the next few years. You to Disco and Joe. Yo to Disco and Joe. What would you do? P.S. Do you think we manifest ideas in our head to become reality? If so, should we all manifest $100,000 falling from the sky in front of me? Okay. What if I manifest me putting my foot in your ass? Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Don't ever come here asking for money again. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Um, next, what was the... Well, yeah, what would, you, what would you guys do for AEW in the next couple of years? I think he asked you too. What would you do, Joe? I'd like to hear your ideas. Well, I, a lot of what you guys say is what I agree with. I mean, I'd establish more characters. I'd use more. I'd use my well-known guys more. I'd stop just plopping Ring of Honor talents on there that nobody in, in general knows. You know, it's just uh, 
a lot of times I don't watch it because I'll see the upcoming match cards and I'll go, oh, I don't care about that. So you just need more guys on TV that people have an investment in. You're not into the Japanese women? Nope. Hasn't grabbed me. It's okay. not, you know. Just, 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 I'll, just, I'll just, tell you what I would do. Yeah. I would shut the forbidden door. I would wow. get rid. I would get rid of all these extra belts of the companies that they don't use. Or they, they, they Wait, you're gonna anything. tell me you're not interested in the All Atlantic Trophy thing? <laughs> Come I'm on, Conan. I apologize for you ahead of yeah. time, but I'm not even interested in the AAA tag team. Oh, okay, on, on that show, I'm not. I'm not interested in a bunch of guys carrying around belts like marks. Right. For all these different companies, so that dilutes your product and makes. It, but remember when I said that one show there was like twenty two belts on one show. Yeah, like people. I'm like, come on, this is the, the, there's way know, too many belts. There's, but there's yeah. no programs for them either. Like none of these belts are at any angles or anything. So I would get rid. I would shut the forbidden door mm. and just stick with your your homegrown talent and, and your over WWE guys instead of all this Ring of Honor crap. Um, next is a Rusty Shackleford. The subject is Hoovy and too much juice. Oh boy. Good evening, K100 boyfriends. It's your friend from the 415, a.k.a. the Bay, not the gay. I'm a monkey in the cupcake pledge on Patreon, and I love the content, especially when I work out or head to work on the moon. By the way, that's the only reason this email made it through, because he's a Patreon member, monkey on a cupcake, because this is kind of goofy. On Cafe de Rene, Paul London told a story how Hoovy would turn aggressive and gay whenever he got drunk. Sometimes he'd be in the locker room drunk naked and bend over in front of the guys on all fours. Uh, <sighs> Wouldn't that get you nuclear heat? Wait, wait a second. For, in- <laughs> For instance, he told the story how Hoovy was blackout drunk and stumbled to Randy Orton Hotel door in the middle of the night and naked banging on the door, naked banging on the door, and screaming, kiss me, Randy, and please, Randy, just one kid with a gay lisp. Orton confronted him and it sounded heated as London said Hoovy wasn't seen much around WWE after the incident later released. Has Hoovy ever made a move on Conan or Disco? And has he ever gotten naked in front of you guys and asked you all to play rinky-dinky? Let me give you a stinky pinky. Will you guys ever have Renee Dupree on the show from your Kiss Me friend, Rusty? Um, there, well, first of all, Hoovy got naked outside the hotel in Australia when he was high on um, – what do you Sherm. call that shit? Dust, wasn't no, no, it? No, no, one sure was dust. Angel Dust. Sure. Right. Yeah, the Sherm is Angel Dust. Oh, Sherm. Oh. Okay, so Angel Dust. Uh, but – these stories of him being naked in the locker room and stuff for that, the, uh, Paul London, I don't know where you're getting the. I'd love to hear any somebody else corroborate that. I've never, I've never, I, I was with Hoovy for five, six years, and I did. This stuff's news to me, you know. Naked in the locker room, and he would bend over in front of the guys on all fours. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, come on. What do you think about Conan? Do you think this could be? Some I've never seen Paul him Lennon? do that, but I do know the Randy Orton story is true. All right. Oh, the kiss me, Randy story. <laughs> yeah. Next is from Jared Aviat. So, oh, Jared, Jared Aviat, who's still steadfast, is kind of. Isn't it kind of interesting that Jared Aviat. The Liz Morgan that, thing? Yeah, the Liv Morgan was turning heel and Ronda was yeah. turning babyface, but what's happening? Right. The, the, yeah, okay. He's still, he's still steadfast. I'd like to. Let me read this. Uh, hey, K100 fam. Hope, hope you all are doing well. I just want to ask on your thoughts on the future of the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. I was pleasantly surprised to see him return to build up his second feud with Bobby Lashley leading the Crown Jewel. I thought he'd be off until next year at the very least. His match with Lashley should be a great one. However, I'm concerned as to what is in store for Brock after his current feud with Lashley is over. He's lost three high-profile Universal title matches against Roman Reigns in one year. He also previously lost the world title both Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, both of whom were not at Roman's dominant level. Seems that Brock has faced every current huge name in the WWE and lost a few of them already in recent times. How would the K100 crew book Brock to keep him strong, and whom would you put Brock in there for, for fresh matchups moving forward? I think Brock and Riddle would be great. To even Brock and Braun Breaker would be intriguing, given Brock's lineage. 
lineage, but I'm curious to what Conan the crew thinks about the wonderly Brock Lesnar's future. Bro, it's, it's, it's grinding to a... Is he, how old is he? Conan, look how old he is. Or, Joe, look how old he is. At least 45, but let me see. Yeah, he's getting old. He doesn't need to be like, you know... You, you don't really want to push a 45-year-old. He's, 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 a, he's a good character on the show. He's 45. He's still strong. Yeah, he's 45. So I don't know what, the, what your issue is. Yeah, because he even brings up, oh, he lost three times. It doesn't matter, bro. He's a unique character. He will always get over because he's one of a kind. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's almost like Nate Diaz. He could lose three more times. He's still Nate Diaz. You know what I'm saying? People want to see him. People want to see Brock. He's an attraction. Right. 